Uh, hey, come on in. Time for church. It's good to have you tonight. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You never get a happy Wednesday, do you? Well, happy Wednesday. I hope, I hope you're smiling right now and happy to be at church. I know I'm glad to be here. Uh, a couple announcements real quick before we get started. Obviously, kids are up with us for worship tonight. That's why you see them here. Uh, so if you got kids, please corral them, grab them, do whatever you need to do uh, to keep them with you during worship. But we're glad they're, they're up with us tonight. Uh, a couple quick announcements. Don't forget, uh, coming up in September, Friday night, September 15th, we have a bowling night uh, in town in here. And Mike, where's Mike at? Mike has all the information you want to know about the bowling night. We were with us last year. It's free of charge, except the food you buy, come out, and we'll, we'll spend a couple hours bowling together. So that's September 15th, Friday night. And then that Sunday, uh, baby dedication. So if you got a little one that's never been dedicated to the Lord, uh, that's Sunday at the end of service. We're going to have a baby dedication. Please sign up at the back if you're interested in that, and I'll contact you and talk to you about it. And other than that, when church is over, a couple things. First off, we have hot dogs and s'mores over the fire tonight, right when we're done. So uh, hang out with us for a while after church tonight. And then when service is done, uh, the media team's going to throw up a survey on the screen. The QR code, just hit the QR code, then go to the survey and, and answer some questions for me. I'd appreciate that. Just some information uh, that I'd like to know. Other than that, it's good to have you tonight. So stand up on your feet, high five a couple people around you. Let's worship Jesus together.
so good. Even when we don't deserve it, Lord, you're always good. And you always will be. We thank you, God, for what you've done and what you're doing, how you choose to move in our lives, Father. We thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen. We trust you, Lord. Jesus.
service every every service we pray and the Lord had me just say something and I don't feel like it was just for us but sometimes it's time to press in and dig a well you might well what, what does that mean well sometimes we're going through a hard time and we're in a desert and we feel like we're gonna make it on our own and we keep wandering out there searching for water what he calls us to do because we don't have to do anything on our own. We don't have to lean on our own understanding anymore because we are sons and daughters of the Most High King. And I'm just hearing him say it again. It's time to stop where you are and dig a well. We don't have to figure it out, guys. We don't have to figure out the answers to our problems because he already knows the end from the beginning. So if you're going through a hard time, I encourage you to stop. To seek him with all that you have and dig yourself a well. Get in the word. Pray to the Lord. Praise his name because he is good. Battles are won when we worship him. Answers are given when we ask. So let's press in tonight. Let's press in and say, I don't care what my outside circumstances are. I don't care what it looks like anymore. Because I know the one who has the answers. I know the one who holds on to tomorrow. I know the one who has me. The one who is that fourth man in the fire every single time. He never leaves me because the Bible says that he will never leave. That he will never forsake you. That's the God that I serve. That's the one who closes the lion's mouth in the lion's den. That's the one who makes a way where there is no way. The one who parts the sea so we can walk on dry land. That's the God that I serve. That's the one that I want to press in. That's the one where I want to get my direction from. So if you've been wandering for far too long, or if you feel so thirsty, dig yourself a well tonight. Go home and work on your well. And when you haven't found water yet, pray and fast and praise until you get there. Because the enemy wants you to give up and he's saying it's time to press in. It's time to dig.
Jesus, you change everything. church said amen amen well he is good is he not amen we're glad to have you here kids you're dismissed if you want to head down and you guys go around and greet some of your family of faith
Amen. Let's grab our seats. We'll take up tithe and offering. I know they're getting the kids checked in. Live stream. It's good to have you tonight, wherever you're watching from. Say hi there and wave at us on there. But it's good to have you with us tonight. So come on in, everybody. Grab a seat. Let's get started tonight. I thought, I thought Lorelai would learn a lesson not to sit there when I give somebody to pray over offerings. So um, I want to ask you. I'm just kidding. Good to have you tonight. Tithe and offering. If you do have something to give, uh, offering envelopes are in the chairs in front of you. Um, if you need one, you can wave your hand around and one of the ushers will catch up with you. Good to see you tonight. Now, I understand we got s'mores and hot dogs afterwards, so bear with me for a few minutes and we'll get out there and eat a little bit. I think uh, Kelly and Joe gave us all the hot dogs for tonight, and they gave us jumbo hot dogs. Uh, they're big, giant hot dogs. So you may have to cook them a little longer on the fire to kill all the hot dog stuff in there. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> Let me pray over tithe and offering. If you have something tonight, uh, you can bring it when I'm done praying. We thank you tonight, Lord, because you are just wonderful. And you are so amazing, and, and we worship you tonight, and we praise you tonight. We love you, Lord. And I pray as we give that uh, expression of our thanksgiving in our giving, in our tithe, our first fruits, the offerings, the things you place in our heart, Lord, it is pleasing unto you. It's holy to you. And, Lord, that we are so, so, so appreciative for the provision of our life, the increase that you bring, that all things come from you. And, and we're just giving back what's actually yours but it's a way of, of honoring you and letting us know and reminding us of, of who you are. And we thank you for, for all the things that you do for us. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen. All right, if you've got your Bibles, you can pull that out. But let, let me just, uh, just something that was dropped in my heart right at the end of worship. Um, real quick. Just, just for whatever this is. Um, some of you, I'll say some of you, I, th I think everybody at some point in your life, your, your Christian life, but some of you even right now, uh, you are a very important part of somebody else's life. Because you may be connected to somebody whose life is just an absolute mess right now. And, and life is just not working out, maybe... Uh, circumstances outside their control, or maybe they just made some decisions and they're in a mess. Let, let me encourage you in something. Be a source of life to these people. Because uh, when, when people are being whipped around by the winds of life, the biggest thing they can have right next to them is stability and consistency. And the biggest thing you can do is don't wallow around with them in their negativity. Because that's what people like to do. When life is negative, they just want somebody to be negative with them. Don't allow yourself to be drugged into their negativity, but speak life. So when they are negative, you say, but what does the Bible say? So when life is crazy, what would the Lord have you do? 
And they may not want to hear it, but that's the most consistent and stable thing you can give them because that's even more stable than you. So if you have people right now in your life that are like that, speak life, and that's the word. Speak life, bring them back to Jesus. And if they don't want to hear it right now, don't you change. Because they need that consistency. I mean, know what I'm talking about. And if, if you don't have somebody connect you like that right now, you, you eventually find somebody who will be around you. And what happens is, when your life gets like that, the best thing somebody can do for you is that. And when they're being whipped by the winds and the waves of life, that there's somebody right near them that's consistent and stable and tells them what they need to hear, not always what they want to hear. I mean, know what I'm talking about. Amen. That was just on my heart. So take that for what you will. So to what I want to talk about, Romans chapter number 12. I think it's a very important subject tonight. Uh, we, we've been um, on Sundays. And by the way, thank you for allowing uh, my family, uh, myself, to be gone on Sunday. Sometimes we, we need a break away. We went down to Tennessee and spent the weekend with my son, Gavin, and his wife, Maddie. Went to their church, and sometimes I like to sit and get refreshed. And that's good for you when I get refreshed. Amen? So thank you for allowing us to do that. And I, I heard Pastor Justin did a great job. I love Justin. He did, he's doing a wonderful job, and he brought a good word. I listened to it. It was a good word. And so Pastor Justin, on this past Sunday, uh, myself, the week before, I'm going to continue it this week. Uh, I'm not good enough, dot, 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 we're dealing with that mentality. And I told you that Wednesday nights were going to be kind of one-offs of the Sunday messages. So the first Sunday, we talked about that it is because of the grace of God that your past can be left in the past. Amen. How many of you are thankful for that? You don't have to take your past with you. Your past can be left in the past, and that's because of the grace of God, the wonderful work of God in your life. You can leave your past behind. And you don't have to wallow in, I'm not good enough because of your past mistakes. God redeems you. Amen. Now, there's something that's connected to that. So last Wednesday, uh, we, we talked about catching the prompts of God in your life, catching the cues, the direction of God, because God, in bringing you out into a new life, will give you direction in the way to live and in finding his will and his ways and those kind of things. So if you can hear me over the rainstorm, remember last Wednesday was like pouring down rain at the end of the message. Uh, hopefully you could hear that. Uh, but tonight, I, I want to give you another step to that whole deal. Your mind, your brain, has a tendency to be a battlefield. And I know this because I have one. And I know what goes on up here sometimes. And part of the things that need to happen in your life as you're being brought into new life is what Paul writes here in Romans, that you've got to go into a process of renewing your mind. Okay, so let's read about this. Romans chapter 12, and uh, let's just go verse number one. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. In other words, you give your total life and the way you live, including your physical body, to him, and that is an acceptable practice. It's, it's worship. 
But what happens when you do that is don't be conformed any longer to this world, the pattern of the world, the way the world lives. But be transformed, and notice what Paul talks about here very specifically, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect. So your mind is an important aspect of who you are, right? How you think is often how your life goes. I'm going to say it again. How you think is often as your life goes. I'll give you an example. So I'll give you a personal example. So uh, there was somebody that I was acquainted with for, for uh, several years, and we kind of were in contact for a while. And uh, I became acquainted with another person that was a, became acquainted with them. And they, they said, hey, I, I, ran, I was talking to that person, and they brought you up. And you know what they said? They said that you hate them. And I went, What? Really? They said, yeah, yeah. I said, my goodness. I've, I've never said that. I've never done it. What's going on is that person, for whatever reason, began a thought process in their, in their mind that I didn't like them. And that thought process created a reality that wasn't a reality about my thoughts towards them. It, it makes sense. wasn't true. But because of how they began to think, it turned into something that wasn't true, but they thought it was true. You often live in a perception of how you think. It wasn't true. I said, well, how about this? I'm going to say something to him. And I did. And, and went about trying to do something about that. So how you think means a lot. So Paul is saying, look, one of the ways that you move into a new life in Jesus is learning how to renew how you think because how you think creates the perception of how you go about life. Your thought process is very important. Notice uh, when Jesus is responding to what is the great command, he gives two, love God and love your neighbor. But notice the things that he lists when he said love God. Love God with all your heart, your soul. Now I'm going to skip one. Your strength, and then what was the other one? Your mind. See, the love of God is part of transforming you. In other words, I love God with my mind enough that I give my mind over to him and allow him to renew it. It's part of my salvation. It's to work out a renewal of how I think. So I want to talk to you about renewing your mind tonight. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5. Let's, let's just do one more scripture, and I got some questions for you tonight. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5. For those who live according to the flesh, in other words, sinfully, they set their minds the way they think, what, can, what, what goes on up here, on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds, what they think on, the things that roll around their head, on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit, watch this, is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. For those who are in the flesh cannot please God. 
But however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Okay, so notice I, I like that way Paul describes it. Life and peace can be found in your mind, and I know a whole lot of people need that going on up here. Because your life, your, your mind can be a battleground, and it turns your life into a battleground. So many people live without peace up here. They live without true life working up here. So here's what I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you three questions tonight. I want you to write these questions down. Hopefully take those. And I want you to think about these things later. Three questions tonight about dealing with your mind. Here's the first question. Number one, what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your mind? So when, when I ask that question, what I want you to think about is protection. You've got to learn to protect your mind, right? So, uh, so when I was a kid, when I was a kid, they didn't have all these rules around there like when you rode a bicycle, you had to wear a helmet. Now kids today have to wear a helmet. We, we were the generation, we were the generation that made ramps out of anything. If you found a scrap of plywood, even if it was kind of half broken and, and whatever, and some blocks of wood, we were jumping off that thing in a couple minutes. Stacking that thing, we're just launching ourselves and wrecking and breaking our bones and no helmets at all. We weren't thinking about protecting our noggin at all. We were thinking about the glory of the, of the jump, right? Uh, one time I was uh, at my friend's apartment, so I lived here, and the road goes up like this, and right about it, there was an apartment complex, uh, and I was at his house, I, was, I went to go home, and I came shooting out of there, didn't look on the road, and I got hit by a car. There I turned out, and this guy was flying up this hill and hit my bike, and literally the most amazing thing in the world happened. The bike got smashed. I went completely over top of the car. It didn't even touch me. I landed on my rear end and got up, and I ran home. I, mercy of God, the grace of God. I, I was, anyways, I was pretty upset. A guy crushed my bike, but wasn't wearing a helmet. Not very smart, right? It could have been a very dangerous situation for me. You've got to do things to learn how to protect your mind. You've got to learn to put your helmet on, if, if you will. See, uh, let's see, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse number 3. So watch this. It's Paul in, in a narrative about some other things, but I just wanted to pull this out. He said, I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from the sincere and pure devotion to Christ. In other words, your thoughts have the possibility of pulling you away from a devotion to Jesus. In other words, the way you should be living. God protect your mind. So what I mean by that is this. What do you feed in your head? What kind of things do you watch? Television, your Netflix, your Reels, your TikTok, your whatever it is you consume with your eyes. Whatever you consume with your eyes, where does it go? Right in your brain. 
and you can feed thought processes in your life by things you're feeding yourself by what you watch. What kind of things do you listen to? You can feed thought processes that are negative or anti-God in your life by things that you listen to. By the way, that includes negative people. Isn't that right? I will not allow somebody who's constantly negative to speak into my life. I just won't have it. This is not going to happen. So what you feed your mind drives a lot of your thought process. So we've got to be people who learn. Then if we're going to protect our mind, we have to guide everything we're feeding ourselves by Scripture. So if it's negative or contrary to Scripture, don't allow it to feed your mind. Now, do I think everything secular out there is, is wrong? No, no, no. I, I've seen movies that are secular. They aren't Christian-based. There's nothing wrong with them, as long as it's not contrary to this. But the moment it is, don't feed it. Don't let it feed your mind. That makes sense. Everything's guided by the word, and the moment it is anti-word, shut it out. Because it can start to feed a process in your mind. So, what are you feeding your mind? That's the first question. Here's the second one. But what things or what new things are you thinking about? And those new things, what I mean by that is, what new things are you thinking about that go along with the renewal of your mind? So, Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 1. Colossians 3, 1, a couple of different scriptures and we'll talk about it. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Now watch this. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. In other words, ungodly things. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So we've got to learn this process. What does it mean to set my mind on things above and not on things that are of this earth? Well, what kind of goes along with that, again, Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, and verse number 8. Philippians chapter 4. My pages are stuck together. There we go. Verse 8. Watch what Paul writes here. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy about praise, think about these things. You've got to change over what you think about. Not only begin to protect your mind from what comes in there, but now start to think on new things, right? So, kind of like this. Meditation of the scriptures. 
You, you want to get yourself kick-started in a new process of life? Learn how to meditate on the Bible. How do you do that? There's a verse that catches your heart, rolled around your mind consistently. Right? Uh, you've got to start thinking of things that are of godliness. Honorable and pure and holy. Think about these things. And there will then begin to be a warring in your mind of things that shouldn't be there. See what I'm getting at? You'll start to see a contrast. You'll start to find things in that roll around your mind that go, you know what? That's actually not something that should be there. So, so kind of like this. Have you ever been somewhere, hopefully not church, but I know better. Let's just say you're, I don't know if anybody goes to the mall anymore, but let's say you're at the mall. And you're walking down the mall, and you pass somebody, and you look at them, and immediately, for whatever reason, a negative thought comes in your mind towards that person. Ever happened to you? And you judge them. Immediately, you need to know that that wasn't Christian. And now you have to start something in your mind, I need something new there, that replaces that kind of thinking. So now there starts to be new thoughts there. Then you begin to see somebody that walks by you as, hey, that person was made in the image of God. That person is loved by God. And if they're not saved, Jesus wants to save them. Amen? You see the difference there? And that can happen on so many different levels. You're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off. What comes into your mind? Now there's a war in there. Am I going to have patience? Am I going to think in a way that would bring patience to that situation? Or am I going to allow my thought process to get me all angry and upset and, and all that business? It's constant warring in your mind. So I've got to start to think on things that help the renewal of my mind. And the place it starts is the scriptures. So remember I told you, uh, I think it was last Wednesday, we were talking about being led to do things. Um, there's a period of time, I shared this, that the Lord said, and he just spoke to my heart very clearly, I want you to spend time in the Sermon on the Mount every day. And so I didn't do it every day, but almost every day for months, I read Matthew chapter 5 through 7. And I had no idea why he asked me to do so. But there was something after a while that started to catch my heart because it started to mess with my thinking a little bit. It started to mess with some perceptions that I had. When, when you read almost every day, uh, you heard it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, love your neighbor, you know, pray for those who persecute you. That starts to change your thinking a little bit. So, so it's rolling in my mind. It starts to change the way I think, and then it starts to change the way I act and react. You see? So, so it all goes together. So... What are you feeding your mind with, but then also what are you doing to bring new thinking there? And here's the last one, number three. So in, in accordance to that, what 
are you casting down? So when you find things in your mind, by the way, it, it could be a thought, or it, by the way, it could be a thought process that has been rolling through your head for a long time. And, and, and it has sort of like a, a cycle that's created in your life. A cycle that needs to stop. You have to learn how to cast those things down. So uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. In verse number 5. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. That's in your mind. And take captive, what? Every thought to obey Christ. Being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. I like what Paul says there. There are thoughts in your life that you must take captive and cast them out. In other words, think of what needs to go from my mind. What do I need to get rid of? And this is where warring actually takes place. You say your, battle, your mind's a battlefield. This is a warring process. That when you have thoughts in your mind that you identify as anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Scripture, anti-the-Christian life, that in these moments, you literally take authority, take them captive, and cast them out in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. That, that is not a thought process in line with the Christian life. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And you start taking the authority that you've been granted to change what goes on up here. And you fight the fight. But here's the, here's the problem. Watch this. Here's the problem. The problem is you can take all sorts of authority what rolls around in your mind, but if then you turn around and keep feeding it that stuff, it's not going to change. If you don't start to put new things in there, it's not going to change. So you got to go back to step one. What am I allowing to feed my mind? i got to change some things. What am I then thinking on that's new that helps the flourishing of new life to happen? I may have to change some things. Then while I'm doing those two things, and any time thought processes come up, especially some of these long, deep-seated thought processes that you have, you war with them, take them captive in the name of Jesus, and you cast them down. And those three things work together to produce a renewal of your mind. See what I'm getting at. But is it a big battlefield for a lot of you? And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. But for some of you, it is the fight of your life because of how much your mind feeds how you live. And you've got to start. So, so for instance, if... if, if if there's, if there's a guy and he has a lustful thought pattern in his mind, that's not of Christ. Stop feeding yourself things that feed your lust. Put your helmet on. Stop. Then start renewing in a way that says, but... There is a purity, a holiness of life that I've been called to. 
and roll that in your mind. And in the process of that, when these thoughts come, in the name of Jesus, I cast that down. That will not control my mind. It won't be a thought process I'm going to live in. Amen. And in the process of doing these things, your mind will literally have renewal that will help shape the newness of your life. But you have to start and be honest with yourself. I think often we just let things go. Because, because we think, as long as I just keep it all up here, it's okay. That's not true. You get to still feed your heart. It's kind of like uh, seeing that person that you have a negative thought about, right? Well, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything hurtful to him. No big deal. No, 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 it's still in your head. And that affects you. As long as that thing is happening in there, you're not changing. You think you're in control, but not really. You've just controlled it not coming out of here, but it's still rolling around here. That is why, remember, when Jesus said, when Jesus said, look, you heard it was said, hey, don't commit adultery. We know that's bad. He said, but look, I tell you, even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. Right? Now, I didn't commit adultery. There was no physical act. Okay, good. But still wasn't in control. Because just because you didn't act on it doesn't mean it's okay because it's still rolling around right here and that affects right here so we need a renewal of the mind because the ultimate freedom we have in jesus can only be found when this is coming into alignment with the newness of our heart that we've been given so this doesn't constantly affect the newness we've been given that makes sense. So fight in your mind. And, and I'm going to just tell you something. Really, this, this is a mature statement, what I'm going to tell you. Very mature. Quit giving yourself excuses. No more excuses. There is a maturity... That's got to come into alignment with what we proclaim. I'm a Christian. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Amen. I'm saved. Amen. But there's a level of maturity that comes from you that you grow into when you stop making excuses for the things in your life that don't line up with those statements. And you got to be real and honest. Again, not beat yourself up. But no, but no, you've been called. But as we always say, here's the most amazing thing. God is going to help you do it. And he will empower you. He granted you the authority to deal with this situation so you find freedom. I don't care if it's negativity. I don't care if it's a lust issue. I don't care if it's a thought process that you have towards yourself that you always are depressed. 
whatever it is, you can find freedom in Jesus if you're honest and allow him to start to do a work in you. Amen? Okay. So let's start. You can say, I'm leaving my past behind, but if that way of living still lives up here, you've never left it behind. Amen? It's the whole body, mind, heart, soul, and your physical body, your strength, that you leave your past behind. Amen? All right. Let's pray. And, and we will definitely put some WD-40 on that door or whatever was going on that whole time. My goodness. I thought there was a dying cat in here or something. Bird or something. My gosh. Anyways. Okay. Can somebody go get those kids out of that tree before somebody falls? Okay. Um, let's pray. Then we'll go out and enjoy some fellowship together. Lord, I, I thank you that you're calling us and, and you're taking us somewhere. This new life you're, you're leading us into, Lord. You're helping us do so. But I, I pray that we're honest, Lord, and we just start to deal with things about ourselves that, that need to come into alignment with that. Lord, I pray that you help us renew our mind, that you, you just bring some conviction to us about some of the things that we're feeding our mind, Lord, that, that you, you show us the things to think about, the scriptures to, to meditate upon, Lord. And, and, of course, we know that if we ask, Lord, that you help us with authority, cast down things that should not be there. But we want a fresh perspective in the newness of life, Lord, in, in, in all things, Lord. Help us be renewed, body, soul, mind, and strength. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for being here. If you want to go outside, we got some hot dogs and s'mores.